leastwise in the interview process, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking for people that, that are showing, showing interest in, in really in, in working. And, you know, if they, if they've been around some livestock, right. You know, I mean, that's great. Most have not, I guess I ask a lot about their people interactions, right. You know, so um, they play sports in school, right. You know I mean? Did they, uh, were they part of a club or a team or things like that? Because, you know, a big part of what we do is working with people. You first of all have to be able to work with people before you can figure out the pig part. It's time for a new era of communication in the swine industry. One that you can get the latest updates while commuting or driving to farms. Here you will have the brightest minds of the global swine industry in your pocket. Swine It Podcast is only possible with the support of forward-looking and innovative companies like Merck Animal Health, driven by prevention. AB Vista, new nutritional perspectives and novel enzyme applications to drive pig production. NutriQuest, experts serving producers and delivering breakthrough solutions. Genesis, the first power in genetics. Gestal, always one step ahead in swine feeding. Adiseo provides programs and services to help producers achieve their targets in high quality, safe, and sustainable way. Every Pig, a simple yet powerful pig health and production management tool. Zinpro, essential trace minerals, exceptional performance. Ivonic, we are sciencing the global food challenge. Welcome to the Swine It Podcast Show. I am Laura Greiner, your host for today's episode. This episode's sponsored highlight is about NutriQuest. NutriQuest delivers targeted breakthrough solutions to animal producers via nutritional and non-nutritional products, services, and technologies. At NutriQuest, we believe in ingenuity inspired by service, and that our success comes from helping producers realize improved profitability through optimized technology and efficient operation. Hi everyone, I'm Laura Greiner, your host for today's Swine It podcast. And with me today, I have Fred Kerr, who's the production supervisor for Dicus Farms. Fred, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Well, we're glad to have you on the, the podcast today. Um, some of our audience may not be familiar with you, so would you mind giving them a little bit of background about your uh, experience with pigs? Uh, yeah. Um, been in been in the business uh, really my whole life. Um, filled out my first sow card in 1976. So uh, I've done everything from manage a farm, uh, farrowing house manager, breeding manager, managing farms, up to uh, production supervisor and director of production over a couple of large systems. Yeah. So you and I have have gone back a ways. We've worked together. Uh, in one of those systems. And one of the things that you and I spent a lot of time talking about was focused around training staff, uh, particularly as we've looked at the evolution of the swine production industry and particularly uh, people coming in to work in those farms. Um, And not to mention, we're seeing some labor shortages just around everything, not just agriculture today. And so I think talking about labor today would be very beneficial to our listeners. Um, So I think the first question I really want to just kind of throw out there to you is what are you doing to maybe address some of the labor challenges that that you've seen either in this current job or in your past jobs? One is, you 
you really got to look at the 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 people that you're hiring, how they um, how they fit in. So um, what I've kind of really figured out some is is we have to be pretty flexible with things like time, you know, and and uh, arrival times and quitting times and the amount of hours that they can they can put in. Um, you know, when I when I was young, we we were all raised to get up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Um, the 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 uh, the people that we're hiring today, very very few of them were were uh, were taught to do that. So um, if when, when we're trying trying to make them adjust to those hours, you know, sometimes doesn't go well. Um, and so as, as, a, as a company here, you know, we're pretty flexible with that. We, we make things work out as far as the training part. There's, there's a couple of things that, that, uh, we've changed over the years. So we, we really make sure we're lucky enough to be within a reasonable area here that we have one farm. That's a training farm. Um, and then, then we use a training program, uh, called pork Avenue, um, that that really helps uh, helps uh, helps some of those people understand some of the whys of of what we're doing. Um, we we do uh, we do evaluations, you know, quite often. Um, I ask the managers to sit down with with uh, new employees literally every Friday and say, okay, uh, what went right, you know, uh, what could go better, and um, We've we've been uh, we've been pretty successful at at at, uh, at getting people to acclimate to the system. I don't think it's any surprise that over the years we're we're bringing people into the industry that really don't have the pig experience that that maybe you and I did growing up, right? The animal experience, or what we would almost think of as intuitive animal handling, is not there. So how do you help teach people? what we would kind of consider those intuitive moments where we're, we're observing behavior and, and looking at the animal to recognize, you know, symptoms of disease or clues that something is off. Yeah. So um, like I mentioned before, some of the technologies that we have now are, are, are helping a, a really a lot, right. You know, so we have these training videos um, you know, we have a set amount of videos that their first week or two is really going through videos and, and learning from, from those. Um, we also have the, the, the training farm, which they're assigned with a buddy. Um, um, and, and so, um, we, we work on, uh, we work on helping them, um, understand how some of those things are working. So the added thing to that, though, those training videos never stop. So um, we run, we have a certain number of videos we go through every week, all year long. And so um, they, they, uh, they, they, they get to see repetition. And so that, that seems to help a lot. Do you do some form of, of a proficiency test almost? So if you're like a hands-on proficiency evaluation of how well they can process a litter or breed a sow? Uh, yes. Yeah. So in, in the, the, the evaluations that we do really at 30, 60, 90s, and then, and then, uh, and then six months in a year, 
Um, plus, like I said, in their learning system, which is you know three to three to six months, uh, I'm asking those managers to sit down with them every Friday uh, and cover those subjects. And the managers all have those kind of time frames in their mind. Um, so that letting those people know what those are and showing them, you know, that they can make them seems to be helpful. When you're in the process of interviewing people to work on a farm, how do you prepare them or evaluate them to see if they're comfortable or competent to work with livestock? That's a tough one. It is a tough one. I'm curious. <laughs> you know, um, leastwise in the interview process, you know, I'm, I'm looking for people that, um, that, that are showing, showing interest in, in really in, and working and, and, and uh, you know, if, they, if they've been around some livestock, right? You know, I mean, that's great. Most have not. Um, I guess I ask a lot about their people interactions, right? You know, so um, they play sports in school, right? You know, I mean, did they, uh, were they part of a club or a team or things like that? Because, um, you know, a big part of what we do is working with people. You first of all have to be able to work with people before you can figure out the pig part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you actually answered my next question, but I'll push a little bit farther on that one because you're absolutely right. Whether you're a starting person or you're training to be the next manager of a farm or even of a division, you're eventually going to be either managing people or working with a team. So do you do anything with with your staff on a regular basis to help them with their people skills? Yeah. Yeah. Again, technology, right? So um, we're working with a, we're working with a program. Um, um, I'm purposely trying to drop names, but I, I just tell you where we're at. So we're working with a program called Cloverleaf, uh, which is a personality um, trainer. Um, and it goes through several personality uh, programs. Um, and we're, we're getting all the employees on that. So, and then we're going over those with them and saying, okay, um, here's what your personality looks like. Uh, and here's what mine looks like. And, and the program kind of gives us ideas on, on how to match those two personalities up. Um, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, they, we have to be able to get, um, people to work together and, and, and learn that you can learn how to do some of these things. You know, the other thing I think about too, is we used to do a lot of the, the disc profiling, right? So that would be another one of these common, and it's not really a personality style, but communication style. And I think that's something that is really imperative for our staff to learn. Um, Cause even you and I, right, we used to joke that you were very direct and, you know, tell me your problem and I'm going to take care of it. And if you ask me a question, I'm going to think about it for a long time and frustrate you while I'm thinking about it until I can give you an answer. But how you marry those people together to be an effective team is it's super important. I would agree. One other thing that that I think is important is doing trainings of, of situations, particularly for managers. So how do you coach an employee that maybe you're having difficulties with or um, you know, if you've got an employee that's not doing very well in their evaluations and their performance, 
how do you help that manager walk through those next steps? Is there anything like that that you are currently doing? Uh, absolutely. Right. You know, so like I said, some of these training programs are helping with some of that, but you know, I, I take on some of that responsibility myself to be able to sit down with a manager. Um, one thing I, I, I believe all the way into my toes, nobody comes to work to do a bad job. So if they're doing a bad job and they're coming to work, then there's something we're doing wrong. I mean, the system, um, maybe not as an individual, but the system, we, don't, we didn't give them the right tools. We didn't give them the right training. Um, I really want those managers to learn that. Um, look at the situation from both ends. Look at it from their end as well as our end. Because um, I, I do believe if they're coming to work, nobody wants to do a bad job. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point. One of the other things I think about too is, it's just information. So if I were starting out running a bee farm, which I don't know how to do today, you know, I probably feel a little bit overwhelmed with all the information that's coming at me. So is there something that you're doing today that kind of helps them have a quick resource to, to answer a question or understand a process that, that you think is valuable for people to, to use in their trainings? Yeah. You know, I mean, one, you know, we have a, a fairly detailed SOP program, right? You know, so they have a place to go for a written answer. Um, but again, the, the training module that I mentioned earlier, uh, we can go back and train on any individual thing at any given time. Um, and it, it, it is amazing. The managers, the managers use those a lot. Um, cause when I go back and talk and say, okay, did we do the training? They say, yep, we did the training and, and the training actually documents that, that, that they did it and when they did it. Perfect. Perfect. And I think that's great to always have that ability to go back, rewatch, relearn and, and build from whatever maybe you missed the first time because it is right it, there's a lot to learn just behavior and processes and and activities on a farm every day can be quite quite stressful um the other question i have is about just team efficiency so you and i have worked on farms where you know 230 comes around and that farm is done and they're they're ready to go home and you have other farms that it's still 4, 4.30 in the afternoon, and they're still kind of struggling to get everything tied up for the day. How do you help encourage efficiency on a farm? Myself, you know, I mean, we would, we would go out, work with the managers, help them, help them figure out how their day should lay out, right? You know, so um, sometimes I, I see people getting confused on how the day should lay out because they're... Uh, lack of a better word, they're chasing the shiny penny, right? You know, where did I get the phone call from? You know, who did, um, who didn't show up today? All the things that can distract them. Um, and, and, uh, and again, we're working on, we're working on a new one right now um, that, that is going to give communication to each one of the employees of how the day is going. I'm, I'm really very excited about this one. Um, but the, the, the manager, the, 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 um, the leader of the system is, is really the one that, that, that you've got to get organized um, 
and so that they can lay out their day. Uh, the other thing, the manager has, has to make sure they're not confusing their crew, right? So uh, I may have done that myself over time and time, but, uh, you know, give them a task, let them finish it, right? Don't get halfway through and then say, mm, no, we got to go a different direction. It happens once in a while, but you can't do it all the time. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, another thing that I was thinking about as you were talking, you've mentioned the word technology a couple of times, and certainly the industry continues to add in new technology, whether it's with computers or with RFID units and, and electronic feeding systems. And some of that technology can be a little bit overwhelming for some of our staff. So how do you focus on teaching people to use that technology as it's coming into the barns? So we're we're a little bit learning that um, right now as time goes on because that that technology is coming at us really fast. I I'm uh, I'm actually glad I'm getting to see it right because it's coming so fast right now, and uh, we're trying to we're trying to make sure that we don't overwhelm uh, overwhelm everybody. Right? You can't come in here with five six systems, turn them all in, turn them all on in one day and expect the thing to work, right? So we're, we're phasing them in, you know, uh, one at a time. Um, and it's, uh, it's, actually, it's actually good to see all the people that we have that are technology friendly, right? You know, so they can text and they can, they can run computers and they can run iPads. And they're, most of our employees are so comfortable with that. They, they pick this up faster than, than uh, I can even imagine sometimes. Mm -hmm. And there's a very good point to that. You know, our, if we look at our current generation of, of individuals, they, they've grown up with this technology, right? They've grown up with cell phones where you and I did not. And so there is some truth to that, that they are more comfortable maybe with the technology, almost even maybe over the animals, right? The animals is the part they're learning, the technology they understand. So. And when I get in trouble, I call my grandkids, right? You know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so as we kind of walk through this, um, so we've talked a bit about labor and, and I'm going to shift gears just a little bit now and talk about sow production. And so we're talking about technology advances and changes with labor and when you think about sow production, what are you seeing as far as the, the big opportunities or the, the low hanging fruit that we should be still chasing? And what are you excited that's coming down the road for sow production? Uh, you you kind of we kind of talked about it earlier, right? You know, because you said, how do you get how do you get people to um, to understand the animals? Right. You know, how to how to how to get that animal husbandry stuff. And so. The, the technologies that I see coming down the pipe right now that are, they're not here today, but, but they're coming. I, I get to see bits and pieces of them um, are going to, are we're really going to be able to help that employee make those decisions. We're going to get that information in their hands. Right. So I believe there, we're not too far away from um, video cameras that will, will look at a sow, tell everybody what body condition she is, Tell the tell the uh, tell whatever feeding system uh, that you're using. Hey, Sal 001, 
is a body condition score of 2.5. We want her to be a three. So, you know, we'll have all that programmed in there. I think that'll really help um, help employees learn some of that fine tuning that really takes a lot of time now. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to, I believe we're going to understand longevity of sows differently than we do today. Right. You know, so, um, today we look at her and when she gets to a certain age, you know, then we make changes. And, and I, I, I think there's technology coming down the pipes that will, um, allow us to evaluate that sow by looking at millions of different breeds and saying, hey, she's good for another, for another farrowing or two or three. Um, and, and we'll be able to um, slow down turnover. We'll be able to do some really neat things there. If you were to, to kind of summarize the one thing that you feel like we're still missing with sow production, what do you think that is? Probably understanding the, the animals more, right? So why, why are why are we running into feet and leg issues, and why are we why are we dealing with um, different body condition changes, right? So, um, you know, the people end of it—that's the name of the game, right? That's that's how we're that's how we're going to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Um, and I just think about even you know over the last fifteen years we've changed so much in sow production, right? How we feed her after she farrows, how we feed her when she comes into the farrowing house. Um, We're obviously continuing to change the genetics, but if you look at all that, what's, what's the constant, right? What hasn't changed? People, you know, um, um, the, the sow, the sow is still, you take care of her. She's going to take care of you. Right. So, um, like you said, there's a lot of changes going on there, but at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta make sure that the changes are going in the right direction. Is she staying in the right body condition? Um, is she staying healthy? Are the legs staying underneath her? Um, I can tell you, I've learned things that about body condition in the last 10 years, probably more you know, for sure in the last 10, maybe the last five, that I, as a production person, never understood. Um, so, you know, uh, I've kind of learned that, you, you know, I always thought you get them in the right body condition, life's perfect, right? You know, you got to be in the right body condition for at least two turns, right? You got to be there. And, and that's what we work really hard on is to get the, to get, and the, the farms to understand with calipers can't do it without calipers as far as I'm concerned and, uh, and, and keep her in the right body condition. And when you, when you do that for a long period of time, 40, 40 weeks or more, things settle down, production runs great, life's better. That's a very good insight. Um, so as we kind of wrap up our time, are there a couple of key points that you'd like our people to take away today from our conversation? Uh, be open-minded with, with, with new people, right? You know, so um, try to look at, try to look at where they're coming from, right? So 
um, when we're when we're trying to bring people into the system and you know magically they can't show up at five o'clock in the morning and you know think differently I, it's, that's probably been my biggest challenge because I was raised this way I've been doing it my whole life so that's the way it's got to be right <laughs> well um, to me that's that's a that's a really good thing to think about right when your answer is that's the way it's always been might be time to do some changing a very good point it is time to our famous three since 1971 zinpro has focused on improving the health and well-being of animals as the most research proven organic feed trace mineral products in the industry Zinpro Performance Minerals deliver performance and profitability to swine operations around the globe. To know more, go to zinpro.com. For knowledge and news from the global swine industry, access our partner, thepigsite.com. Okay, so as we kind of wrap up, Fred, as I talked to you earlier, we ask our guest speakers just a couple of different questions. Uh, the first question we always ask is, do you have a swine resource book or website that you go to, or how do you get your swine knowledge? Um, you know, uh, as terrible as this whole COVID thing has been, I've probably been too exposed to a lot more um, talks and, 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 and podcasts and all these things because I got to sit here, you know, I've been to more conferences now than I ever have before because I can sit right here and, and listen in and watch them. So that's probably where I'm getting uh, the majority of my, my, uh, my knowledge today. Yeah. That's a very, very interesting perspective is that you have more time now, but I, I we've all talked about that, that travel component sometimes isn't always feasible, particularly for, for production staff where they've got to be able to get to the farms if there's an issue too. So it's a very good point. How about uh, something that's non-swine related? Is there a book that you might recommend to our audience? Um, you know, there's lots of good books. I mean, uh, I would say the one that I'm, I'm reading right now is called Traction. Uh, get a grip on your business, right? You know, so um, um, look how to manage the whole thing, right? You know, how to, how to keep people organized and, and um, uh, you know, it talks about a business, but you know what, uh, a, a sow farm is a business. And there's a lot of money involved here, right? You know, and so um, things are going in and out. It's making a product. It, it has customers. There's a lot of good things to learn from that. Yeah, I have not heard that one. And there, the one other one that's an old one, and I go back and read it about every two years. Uh, who moved my cheese? <laughs> <laughs> you know, where'd it go, right? <laughs> I had it, and it's gone now. <laughs> so uh, that that one's a, a personal one that I read every couple of years. Yeah, that one's on our bookshelf too. <laughs> I look at it every once in a while. So that's a very good recommendation. The last question I have for you today is really about if you think about somebody that you've defined as successful in our industry and success is however you want to define it. Uh, what do you think are some key characteristics that has helped them become successful? Two things. As I think about people that I've worked with in, in, in my career and people that I've watched. Um, 
don't don't let um, don't let change stop you, right? So um, if it if it if it was the wrong decision, make a different one. Move on. Move on very quickly. Don't don't try to prove that the old one was right. Right. You know, I mean, if if, if the uh, if the, the equipment you put in the building doesn't work and, it, and you know, um, you'll look at the dollars in the sense. And if the payout is there, make the changes, make the changes quickly. Um, the other one is is um, uh, that I've been very, very uh, excited to be with over the years is people that want to think outside the box. Right. And maybe maybe a thousand different ideas outside of the box. Uh, and you use one or two, but they, their, their ideas are so, so many and so great that you eventually can pick the pieces out of it. And I've seen them be very successful at that. Yeah. That's, it's the creative thinkers that, that lead us to new ideas, even on, on labor shortages, right? We're seeing some really, innovative ways that, that people are trying to identify opportunities to bring people in and help with the agricultural labor shortages. So I think that's a, a very good skill to have. Well, Fred, I do want to thank you again for your time today. I hope this was enjoyable for you. Uh, I certainly enjoyed it and gave me some good things to think about and perhaps go back and read as well. So um, again, for our audience, this is Fred Kaur from Dicus Farms. Fred, thank you so much. Thanks, Dar Laura. Imagine if with a few key concepts, you could have the potential to create a massive positive impact for swine producers. Join this small group and go to the next level of nutrition on this online training in applied swine nutrition and feeding by Dr. Marcio Gonsalves and his world-class invited swine nutritionists. Additionally, you will enjoy an exclusive community to network and exchange ideas. Go now to EliteSwineNutritionist.com.